Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I will be sharing with you part two from last week's podcast, We've Got to Move It, Move It. In part one, God ministered to our spirits concerning the fact that there is a need for continual movement, not only in our minds and spirits, but our bodies as well. He spoke to those of us who are now considered by society as senior citizens, those of us who are in our golden years. This message is mostly for those who are known as the boomers, as well as others who find themselves faced with the temptation of becoming lethargic and losing interest in life itself. Some may refer to the golden years as retirement, but we all know that there's no such word in the Bible. God ministered to us last week in reference to us being responsible for accomplishing certain things, things literally assigned by him to us to fulfill before we leave this earth. I have shared on more than one occasion from the Gospel of John in the 21st chapter when Jesus appeared to the disciples after his resurrection. The Bible tells us that although Jesus already had fish baking on the coals, he still told Peter to bring some of the fish that he had caught. From that scripture, God has ministered to my spirit that when we enter into the kingdom of heaven, in the same way that there was already fish on the coals, there will also be many souls waiting for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. However, he's going to tell us to bring some of the ones, some of the souls that we caught. Bringing souls into the kingdom is not an assignment that will end. And yet, as stated last week, we cannot finish this assignment along with other tasks without the physical and mental strength and stamina that we need. Let me share something with you from 1 Chronicles 26 and 8. It reads, All these were descendants of Obed-Edom. They and their sons and their relatives were capable men with the strength to do the work Descendants of Obed-Edom, 62 in all. Obed-Edom, his sons, and all of his descendants, which would include grandsons, great-grandsons, and whoever may have been born before Obed-Edom passed, had the strength to do the work assigned to them. That means that Obed-Edom had just as much strength as his sons, grandsons, and possibly great-grandsons. We remember the story of Caleb in the book of Joshua. In the 14th chapter, Caleb said, I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. We may not be as strong as Caleb was when he was 85, but we are still strong. 
and we can still go out and do what God has called us to do. But if we sit back and do nothing, we will not have the strength to do the work, whatever that work may be. We won't have the ability or efficiency to accomplish what God has assigned us to do. What we do according to the covenant that we have entered into with our Father at this time and throughout our lives, just like Obed-Edom, it will continue through our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and on and on and on. And that includes the integrity of heart and character that we walk in as well as our physical strength. We cannot allow our covenant with our Father to be negated or voided because we sin by not keeping and finishing the work we have been assigned specifically because we were physically too weak. Not because of illness, accidents, or even birth defects, but by becoming too inactive by neglecting our bodies to such a degree that we can no longer do and accomplish what God has set forth for us to do breaks our covenant with him. That means that we would leave this earth before his ordained time for us to leave because of our own neglect and carelessness. How many of you remember last week when I spoke about giving our children expensive gifts? I use the analogy of giving a child, perhaps at Christmas or for their birthday, a very expensive gift. However, when the child comes in and that gift has been broken due to neglect, that expensive item that was given to them with such love, they will be reprimanded. But let me add, not only will the child be reprimanded, but quite possibly and most probably the gift will not be replaced. And so it will be with us when we stand in judgment before our Father with the gifts that he gave us, the bodies that have been neglected and misused, we will have to give an account. The bottom line is we must take care of our bodies in the ways that precious gifts should be taken care of because that's exactly what they are precious gifts. Again, too many of us are allowing ourselves to become sedate and placid. We must realize that as we discontinue movement and neglect our bodies, we are also neglecting our minds and spirits as well. As many of you know, I had rotator cuff repair last April. Now, before I went in for the surgery, I realized that there would be things that I would not be able to do at least for a few weeks. It actually developed into months. So I cleaned, I straightened closets, drawers, and cabinets. I cleaned my garage and threw away junk that had been in there for years. I did these things with the thought that when I came home from the hospital, or if by chance, I didn't come home that my children would not be tasked with the chores of cleaning and straightening my house. Well, now, as I go through physical therapy, I find myself basically with not an awful lot to do. However, 
What I am also realizing is that this cannot continue. The more physical therapy I do, the more anxious I feel about getting back to the gym. I don't want to become listless and slack. Let me share something else concerning my personal life. We all know that the gyms closed and we were told that as much as possible, we needed to refrain from being around other people during the pandemic. This was also during the time of the murder of George Floyd. A lot of racial turmoil was occurring and I, for one, like many black people, stopped attending their predominantly white churches. My mother passed that year also and with all of these things occurring, it brought me to a place of reclusiveness. I found myself being totally content with just God and me. I started the podcast and that was enough to keep me interested in things other than just watching television. But again, remembering the little quote that God would speak to me from time to time, if you don't use it, you lose it. By not going out of the house to the gym and other places, I became more sedate and other things began to happen to my body. I developed mitral regurgitation a heart issue which affects my breathing. I absolutely love to fish. One of the enjoyments I have in life is fishing with my grandson. He also loves to fish. After he finished school and before he started his job, he would come and spend weeks at a time with me just so we could go fishing together. Fishing was one of the joys in my life. However, one of the places that we enjoyed fishing there was a hill that we had to go down and then come back up. Needless to say, with the breathing, it's a spot that now we rarely go to anymore. Walking around Walmart had become a chore. And I'm sure that if I were to hear from some of you, you would begin to tell me the things that you used to do, but now you feel you can't. We won't even talk about the pain in the knees or sciatica. God is not saying that we need to run a marathon or do 20 laps in a pool, but we must do the simple things in order to be able to do them on a daily basis. But we won't if we have become accustomed to being still. Too many of us are no longer moving and being active on a daily basis as we once were. We're not walking, let alone jogging, and we are losing interest in things that would help us to stay alert and aware mentally as well as spiritually. Last year, toward the end of spring, I built a planter box. I planted my little garden and even had some buckets with tomato plants. I absolutely looked forward to this year when I could plant again. It didn't happen. Why? One reason was because of the surgery, but also because I lost an interest in doing things outside of the house. I can say to each of us right now that this is not an option. These things happened in my life so fast that brought me to this point, but I know that this will change. My energy will return. And we can say these things to ourselves. My energy, 
our energy will return. Our muscles will be strengthened again because muscles have memories and it doesn't take long for them to get back to where they once were. We must get up and start moving again, each and every one of us again. I know that our Father is saying our lives are not over. Our assignments are not complete. And we have not finished what he has ordained for us to do as part of our covenant agreement with him. But how can we do the things that we need to do, that we're supposed to do, that he has ordained for us to do, when we are not only tired, but just not interested? We've lost interest in doing the things that once upon a time we absolutely loved. It's hard enough when the weather reports are saying that seniors should stay indoors because it's too hot. When they're telling us that there are certain things in the atmosphere and, and that we should not go out because of the air quality or even because of our age. When those things happen, when those notices are issued, that's okay, and we should listen. However, it doesn't mean that we should stop completely. Most of us, if not all, have insurance, whether it's Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan. This allows us to take advantage of the gyms in our areas free of charge. We have to exercise, and the more our bodies exercise, the more our minds exercise. We have got to get up and move it, move it. We cannot accept excuses or even the neglect of others to cause us to remain idle. I was supposed to start therapy the week after my surgery. It never once dawned on me the possibility that I would have trouble getting into physical therapy. Unfortunately, because of the small town that I live in and the insurance that I have, which by the way is a very good insurance, but for whatever reason, none of the therapy groups in my immediate area would accept my insurance. But I didn't wait on their denials. I didn't just stop because they said no. I went on YouTube and started my therapy on my own while my insurance company themselves looked into other places that would give me physical therapy. Finally, it was decided that I would receive in-home therapy. Many of the things my therapist is giving me to do right now, I was already doing and performing from YouTube. We don't have any excuses for being inactive. I also found an exercise video specifically for seniors, and there's more than just one. They are exceptionally easy and always leave me with a sense of accomplishment. They've also given me a new determination to return to the gym, to get up and start moving again. Our sleep patterns also have a great effect on our energy during the day. There are certain things that will cause us to sleep late in the morning because we're not sleeping well at night. Up and down all night using the bathroom, 
definitely breaks a person's rest, especially when they can't just lay down and go back to sleep. What I learned to do was stop taking in liquids, especially tea after a certain hours, which stopped me from using the bathroom all night long. Eating before we go to bed at night is not good. I needed a decent night's sleep in order to get up at a decent hour and to be able to function at a decent rate and speed during the day. But I couldn't get a good night's sleep if my body hadn't received adequate exercise and muscle movement during the day. The last thing we want is for some of our descendants to tell us that if we had done better in our golden years, if we had continued to move, because movement in our bodies means movement in our minds, and movements in our minds means movement in our spirits, that they too would have done better in their relationship with God. Remember the promise that God made to David and to Solomon? In 1 Kings 9 and 4 through 5, it reads, As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and laws, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David, your father, when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. If we obey him and walk before him with integrity of heart, then God will keep the promises he has given to us and our families forever. Why? because he is a God of covenant and covenant is generational. But if we're too sedated, too tired and lethargic to move and complete our God ordained assignments, then it will never happen. Remember, this is not about preaching in pulpits or traveling all over the nation but it is about living active lives before our sons and daughters. We are the Caleb generation and we can still do this, whatever this may be that God has given us to do. So to all of us baby boomers, to us in the golden age of our lives, let's take some of the words from the song in Madagascar that says, I like to move it, move it. So let's get up and move it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.